Now today's federal newscast, I'm Terry Wing. A group of conservative lawmakers proposes eliminating all automatic pay raises for federal employees. The proposals are part of the Republican Study Committee's annual budget proposal to Congress. The committee also proposes cuts to the federal retirement system. EPA Administrator Scott Pruitt told lawmakers he'll cooperate with investigators on 10 pending inquiries into agency spending and ethics. Despite pressure from lawmakers, Pruitt said he would not be stepping down. The Census Bureau engages local leaders to find out how to get an accurate count of certain slices of the population. More from Tom Temin. The Bureau's top manager, Ron Jarman, conducted a workshop in Providence, Rhode Island. That's where Census is testing procedures for the 2020 count. Working with the mayor, the Secretary of State, and the Urban League, the workshop used design thinking to devise accurate count methods for very young children, newborns to five years old, and 16 to 24-year-old African-American males. I'm Tom Temin. The Government Accountability Office named 68 new actions that agencies could take to reduce duplicative programs and processes and find new cost savings. Agencies have made some progress over the past eight years. Agencies have addressed more than half of GAO's 724 recommendations. GSA's Next Generation Telecommunications contract earns a best-in-class designation from the Office of Management and Budget. OMB says the Enterprise Infrastructure Solutions contract is now a preferred government-wide contract that lets agencies take advantage of the government's buying power. Defense Secretary James Mattis says the government is likely to pursue criminal charges in a case involving tens of millions of dollars in potential fraud. Government audits have identified more than $50 million in unsubstantiated contract payments to the program's main subcontractor, New Century Consulting. The money was supposed to help build intelligence capabilities in Iraq and Afghanistan. Senator Claire McAskill told Mathis at a Senate hearing on Thursday that somebody's head has got to roll. The Senate confirms Paul Lawrence to be the Undersecretary for Benefits at the Veterans Affairs Department. The Senate also confirmed Joseph Falvey to serve on the Board of Veterans Appeals. The seven-person court is full for the first time in three years. Judges there serve 15-year terms. All active-duty airmen no longer have to complete the distance learning programs known as Course 14 and 15 before attending non-commissioned officer or senior NCO academies. Instead, active-duty airmen will now complete their enlisted professional military education in residence. A review of the distance learning program found the courses were full of errors and had testing backlogs. A bill to reauthorize the State Department would reinstate a cyber diplomacy office at the agency. Former Secretary of State Rex Tillerson removed the coordinator for cyber issues position after former cyber coordinator Chris Painter stepped down last July. Congressman Ed Royce, the sponsor of the bill, said elevating the state cyber office would make the agency more secure. The top 50 contractors are no better in protecting email from cyber threats than the agencies they serve. Here's Jason Miller. The Global Cyber Alliance tests the domains of the top 50 IT contractors and finds they are well behind in applying security tools to protect against malware, phishing, and other threats often delivered by email. Of the 50 vendors tested, 27 didn't have the Domain-Based Message Authentication Reporting and Conformance, or DMARC, protocol in place. Another 21 contractors had DMARC in place but were not monitoring email threats. This survey shows these top vendors are well behind the federal government's use of DMARC, which is at 68% of all domains. I'm Jason Miller. Find these stories on federalnewsradio.com and subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One and iTunes. And follow us at Federal Newscast on Twitter.